you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented, as always, by McDonald's. All day breakfast, go out and get you some. It's the holiday season, but unlike the holiday season, which is going to come and go, you can go get all day breakfast even come January when you watch your playoff action in pro football, your college football stuff, and beyond, even NBA basketball. I wonder if we have time to talk about the NBA here because Black Tie behind the glass was once again shooting his mouth off yesterday as we were watching a little bit of uh, pro basketball. I don't know if we have time for that today, but we're, we do need to dig in on his, most and his latest ridiculous uh, pro basketball conversation. Anywho, we have a lot to talk about here and now. Week 13, a review, a look ahead to week 14. Maurice Jones-Drew is going to be here. He's going to tell you why he thinks J.J. Watt is overrated. He'll also, we're also going to dig in on all these big name coaches, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, Sean Payton, are some of the names out there, Hugh Jackson, Josh McDaniels, where will they be come 2016? We're going to evaluate that and we're going to talk about who are going to be the top teams in the AFC come playoff time seed wise and who's going to get those wild cards. In the meantime, let's take a look real quick now at the NFC side of things with our main man seated to my immediate left all the way from London, England. Yeah, we're going to talk NFC, but his heart belongs to the Miami Dolphins. I speak, of course, of Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. It's nice to be here. What a pleasure. You know, we do game day blitz every Sunday on NFL Now. I encourage you, nay, demand that you check it out. It's Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, Bucky Brooks, Akbar Bajabiamilla, and 
there is a little bit of business that I have to tend to, and it was ugly business on Sunday with Akbar Baja Biamila. We'll also cover that. I have a video that needs to be seen, and it's uh, quite disturbing. Mo Damashek didn't care for it. I didn't care for it. Rational people who like to see some human beings treat other human beings nicely have to be outraged. And anyway, stick with us. Also, the Sheck report coming up. Handsome, your Dolphins got a victory. Where would you like to see Sean Payton? You know, that's one of the places that uh, he's rumored to go. Or would you like Hugh Jackson? Would you like Adam Gase? Where, where's your head at on this? I, um, I do not want Sean Payton. No. I don't like Sean Payton. Sean Payton is, um, I think he would go there to retire. Sean Payton would remind me of a Jimmy Johnson type move where someone goes. He need, Sean Payton needs a year away from football before he, before he coaches. What about the idea of Josh McDaniels? We're going to dig into this with Ike and MJD mm -hmm. in a little bit. but uh, I, I mean, yeah, I like the idea, but just you, we've talked about it before. The pedigree of ex-Belichick coaches. Correct elsewhere hasn't been good and I don't know that Josh McDaniels is going to be the guy that breaks that but may, I mean someone probably will do eventually you've got to imagine that all the coaches that Belichick's had one of them's going to be good in his own right and but at least McDaniels has had the benefit of failing some failing was it would be interesting though because the Mangini experience yep. in uh, with the Jets was yep. fun at least for the short and, term and he's the guy actually that I think might wind up getting the job there Mangini right now is defensive hmm. coordinator with the 49ers him and Tannenbaum have a have a relationship, and I suspect that there may be something in the works already that way. Because I, I think the Sean Payton thing, I wouldn't trade draft picks for, for Sean Payton. I don't think the Dolphins should do that need, with all the holes they need to fill. And then the rest of it is much, you know, like, there's a, there's a lot of blah. Mm -hmm. Hugh Jackson would be a good, would, would be my other favorite pick. All right, so he is leading one of the best offenses in the NFL right now. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Let's look at the NFC, a weird one, an entertaining one, kind of, coming down the stretch on Monday Night Football. So let's dig in on very important stuff right now and uh, take a look back at uh, the Monday Night stuff or at least a couple of moments from that game. And you know, I, these conversations, people t spend a lot of time talking about who's gonna win a bum division, but come on, listen, this this division, no one's gonna, I'm, I don't know, what are we supposed to say about this NFC East? I, I, I was just about to say, as usual, those teams have no chance of going anywhere. But then again, I guess we saw the Arizona Cardinals go eight and eight and almost beat yep. the Steelers in the Super Bowl a few years ago. If you put Eli and Coughlin into the mix, if they still get in there, I suppose they could uh, pull an upset or two or three. I think they could. I mean, I mean, out of all of them, I feel like the Giants are probably the one that could do it. The the Eagles clearly, you know, on their day can do it. They beat the Patriots this weekend. The Redskins are in pole position at the moment and seem to have a pretty easy uh, run in. That said. I'm rooting against the Redkins. I uh, the other day the Around the NFL guys, who who you know we all respect greatly, have a segment for the first half of the season where they stick a fork in teams, mm -hmm. and they didn't stick a fork in the Redskins. Now it seems like a, a good idea, but I said to them that if the Redskins won the NFC East, I would never use a fork again in my life. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm rooting for the uh, for the Redskins not to win because otherwise I'm going to be left with the spork, which is well, difficult to, to explain. Well, I do address uh, the NFC East and specifically Tom Coughlin and what's going on there. It's a shame. Great respect for all he's accomplished, but uh, right now, not looking very yeah, good. That, he's, that he can't yeah. that he can't beat out that any team can't emerge from this collection of bum teams uh, says a great deal. And now the Cowboys talk about uh, 
2020 hindsight, everybody gave them trouble a week or two ago for saying that they weren't going to IR Tony Romo in case they made it deep into the playoffs. Everybody yeah. laughed at that, but you know, I guess they could get Why into not? the postseason now, yeah. may as well. Um, I think. I think though, genuinely, whatever happens, I know that that happened with the Cardinals, but. Whichever one of these four teams does win the division, I don't think they're going much further than one game into the playoffs. Well, they would be the fourth seed. The Actually, fourth seed. let's talk about those contenders. But at the fourth seed in the NFC, it's going to be... I'm sorry, it would be the... the Yeah, so they would be the fourth be, seed. So the fifth seed's going to be the Seahawks. Yeah, they're going to get whipped. Is that, yeah, come to yeah. think of it. Yeah, so we say Eli might be able to do something, but not against the Seahawks. Yeah. Not looking the way they are. And still, the Seahawks are looking up at the Arizona Cardinals. Handsome, top contenders here. One, two, three. How do you have it? Panthers, are they going to hold on? They're two games up on Arizona right now. Are they your Super Bowl team? Are the Cardinals your Super Bowl team? Or are the Seattle Seahawks going to get into Well, the- it's tough. I think the Panthers will go undefeated through the regular season. Do you at really? This point, I think it's going to happen. I think that. Twice think- against the Falcons. Yep. Falcons are a slumping team. I, don't, I think we can write off the. I would write off the Falcons as one as the team that could beat them. I think the Buccaneers prevent present the the toughest mm-hmm. one for them. I think the Buccaneers are a team that probably you know they still have a hope of, of making the playoffs. By the way, and they 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 play a big uh, Thursday. Night That's game. no oh by the way at six and six and you know the Vikings are interesting and we're, we'll let you know as a matter of fact let's jump to that because the Seahawks we're assuming are going to hold on to yep. that uh, even though they slot as the sixth seed right now. They're going to the postseason. Right. I, everybody in the world is making that and assumption. I think they're probably Count playing the best outside of the Panthers. They're probably playing the best football in the NFC. Right and I, I kiss the Seahawks into that uh, five spot, not the six. And here's why. The Vikings now play Arizona Thursday this Thursday night. Uh, on, yes, on NFL Network. Tune in for that one. It should be a dandy. And, of course, like you say, the Eagles just beat the Patriots. And so, you know, to make assumptions. But I think the world is assuming the Cardinals are going to beat the Vikings. Maybe that's not a great assumption to make. But with the pieces that the Vikings are missing defensively, it just said, it just would seem to me that Carson Palmer yeah. should be able to carve them up pretty good. I think that, I mean, I, I, that's certainly the way my pick will go. By the way, you know, I know I'm biased. I like the Steelers and all that. But... Can you conjure a more entertaining Super Bowl right now than Carson Palmer pushing the ball downfield all day the way he's doing with all those receivers versus the Steelers? At least if you like throwing the ball. If you like looking at uh, yep. at bombs on both sides of things. Carson Palmer against the Steelers secondary and uh, Ben Roethlisberger attacking the Honey Badger and Patrick Peterson with uh, with his weapons. That would be a pretty fun game. That would be see. fun. The other one that I think would be a lot of fun, and we, we saw it two weeks ago, is Steelers-Seahawks. I think that, that would be a fun game to watch just because of the, for the same reason, but I think that you know, there probably would wind up being more points in that one. Well, the Steelers may or may not get to the postseason. They have a really tough road mm-hmm. to hoe if they're going to get there, but who's going to get the wild cards in the NFC, we agree the Seahawks, right? We're, we agree the Seahawks. I think the Vi- I think it'll. St- I think where it is now is probably where it's going to. Do you really? Will the Vikings fall back? Or I think I, they could flip flop positions, but I, but I think it'll be those two teams. Of course, it's worth noting that if the Seahawks, be, by virtue of the uh, of the win in Minnesota, now hold the tiebreaker, so right. if the Vikings step back even once, then uh, then they fall to the sixth seed. 
Beware those Buccaneers, though, because look at the Vikings. They also the Bears are not playing poorly. Right. The Giants figure to be playing That's for their something. Week Sixteen game, and then they're going to play the Packers in Week Seventeen. At the Packers to close things out in frigid Lambeau. Mm-hmm. If that game has any import to the Packers, then certainly they're the favored team yep. in that matchup. Yep, you'd think so. So the Vikings could be in trouble. Can okay. Tampa catch? Well, they've already caught a little bit of fire there. Yep. Uh, famous Jameis pulling off some big comebacks and all that sort of stuff and playing better and better with each passing month. Hey, Dave, can I go on the record and say I couldn't have been more wrong about Jameis in the pros? I really didn't think Jameis was going to be a great pro player, but but based on his rookie season, I think he's going to be terrific. Well, be fun to watch for the, for the next 15 years. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna bag on you, but what were you thinking, man? Well, I mean, I, I, to me, this was a, this was a guarantee. I, well, every, I just saw him in college; he was inaccurate, and I think that's one thing that that you see when when players come to the pros, you can't get away with it with it as much. Yes, you can. This is one of the great fallacies that all the the scouts, our pals Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah and ex coaches perpetuate and quarterbacks perpetuate. Well, he's inaccurate. You know who else is inaccurate? Ben Roethlisberger, or at least he used to be, and Cam Newton still struggles with it a little bit. There are some wildly talented guys that overcome their inaccuracy issues by doing special things outside the pocket. There are ways to overcome. Just because Tom Brady and Peyton Manning's virtues are their lethal accuracy or were in their primes doesn't mean that you can't succeed if that isn't the chief... Right, uh, but also quality of yours. Brady, Brady and, and Manning and their primes, a lot of it was about that intermediate passing, whereas Jameis is pushing the ball down the field a lot, and you have, there's more room for error. You know, the I you love it. You know, we talked in September and October about the scourge of the bubble screen, and it was really catching on, and more and more and more. Yeah. Now these guys are starting to throw it. Some teams are having success pushing it down the field. So the Bucks it. schedule, they're going to play the Saints. Then they play the Rams. No gimme, too, by the no. way. Then but they still. The, the Rams on another big Thursday night game. I think probably if you looked at that in week 15 at the beginning of the season, you'd kind of shrug your shoulders and make other plans. But I think that Bucks at Rams game is... If the Buccaneers are 7-6, and six, that's a good Thursday yeah. night game. So, and I by the way, great. the Thursday night games, as much as people make fun of them and the lack of quality, the Thursday night games have been, been really fun. good this year. They've been some good games. And yes. then they play the Bears. <clears throat> and then again, another one that I think could happen. Old NFC Central matchup. Love it. And then, uh, and then the Panthers. Oh yeah! Remember the when the Bucks had never won a game when it was colder than 32 degrees yeah. outside, and they and they were in the NFC Central, yeah. <laughs> which tough, was a sad thing. Place to do it's that. not like they only played one game a year, or so right. under 32 <laughs> degrees, they always uh, they'd have to go up oh, there and Lambeau yeah. and everything. Yeah, those were uh, yeah. Um, Tampa Bay though, if they're seven and six, that that's going to be a, mm-hmm. a fun game to watch, and they'll probably be expected uh, to win that one. Hey, before we get to uh, Emma VP, I mean to uh, I'm sorry to Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones. Easy Drew, to confuse those. Two. Emma VP oh, is leaving us behind the glass. It's uh, it's her last week here, so she's hosting Thursday's show. I think she de- does need to sit here in Studio 66 with us here instead of on the other side of the hey, glass. Look, I got you a red challenge flag. Uh, maybe I don't, but I would do. If you if you come in here on Thursday, you can throw red challenge flags. As a How's that warm-up. sound, Emma VP? She politely declines. What do you mean? No, you what? don't get that's, you don't not, get, that's your not, not an option. That's what. Well, that's what then you'll be shown the door. Then you don't need to show up at all because you'll be fired. How about that? Do you like that noise? Yeah, Is fired anyway. Doesn't matter. All right, I'll say a couple of things. First of all, Emma VP. Well, here's a question, just to get warmed up for Thursday. Who of the people, if you're listening to? 
the DDFP right now or watching the DDFP, only speak about those people that are relevant to the audience. People don't know some people who we work with. Of the people who we know, who's your favorite coworker? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to have to hand it to the goth kid because he will be taking over for me. Matt Gothard. Okay. Yeah, that's a good Black one. Tie's upset Black by ties that. Black Tie's right here, but I'm going to be honest. All right. And now, who's your least favorite? And remember, because Black Tie doesn't have the headphones on, he doesn't know what you're going to say. So you can say his name or just point to him with your left hand. Least favorite. But you know him. what? You know the rule, Emma VP. No jive. It's all right. We no got jive. You. We got you. You didn't have to say no, it. You, you, your you fingers said nothing. Talking. Yeah, your fingers told us what we needed to know. Yeah. Okay, we got it. Black tie. Black tie. Why do you? Uh, we're why gonna... does everyone hate you? <laughs> Black tie. You know I can't. Kibitz... You know the rules, Hank. You ain't got haters. You're not doing something. Right. Yeah. I can't if you are like a global superstar, but you're not. If you like NBA ball, you're aware of the starters and Trey Kirby. I've kibitzed with him on uh, on the Twitter. What are we gonna do? A home and home. We volunteer. We it's said like, works. yo. Yeah, those, those are my peoples. It's in the works. It's in the works. Mm -hmm. His peoples. They're my peoples. All right. I'd like to do that very much. I enjoy their program. All he needs now is their contact details for his people. Well, I mean, I was <laughs> I was in studio in uh, TNT NBA TV just a few months ago. Black tie. I have to tell a very quick story, and then we're going to get no, the, we don't. The we got to go. We got to no. wrap it no, up. No, let's I'm quickly gonna, hear it. I'm going to tell this story. Uh, whether you back. can you can continue to say no, we don't have time for it, and that only makes this go right. a little longer. All right, be quick. Black tie attacked me senselessly, verbally. He said. Yeah, I don't want to hear about about that you think the Cavaliers can beat Golden State. My preseason prediction was the Cavaliers over the Warriors. If I had it to do over again, yes, I would take Golden State, the undefeated Warriors. But I don't think it's implausible that with Kyrie Irving that the Cavaliers with Kevin Love and uh, LeBron James, who still may be the best player in the world, with all due respect to Steph Curry, I hear the noise on Steph Curry, that Golden State might struggle against LeBron's Cavs in a seven-game series. And he was outraged with me. That's laughable. You're just applying narratives. I said, I don't even know what that means. I'm just applying narratives. narratives. And, he, and Black Tie said to me, and the entire room heard him say this, he said, you got to listen to me, Sheck. I've been doing this a long time. Been doing what a long time? <laughs> been doing this a long time. Talking, been talking doing rubbish what? about, stand about by basketball. Exactly, I stand by but it. I, but you're crazy, though, because I support Golden State. I picked them to go to the finals. I just, I, Like I say, in October, I said, all right, I think that, that LeBron will get over the hump this year. It's not crazy to say that that might still happen. No, because they play in the East. I just still don't think the Cavs are the top three, four team in the league. Just I know, but I'm not your enemy. And the way you attacked me, well, though, I think so it's... So you've been attacked verbally by Black Tie and then physically, physically by Physically by Akbar. We're going to show you that. Both Nigerians. I don't know what that's... Hmm. Mm. What does that Asian tell you? I don't know what. All right, let's get the check report. Right Thank now. you, Black Tie, Emma VP. Keep getting warmed up there because you're in here. Whether you like it or not, get ready. You are to coming get in here ready. on Thursday. Handsome Hank, terrific stuff. We'll see you again Thursday. And now we're going to show you the Sheck Report, and then Ike and MJD are going to join us here. But stick around for the Sheck Report. I divine. Did you see Brian Hoyer throw that pass to the one tight end and not the other? Big Ten roots is the reason for why he threw it to the one tight end and not the other. I explain why, plus some Odell Beckham stuff here in the Sheck Report. Take it away, Dave. Dave, damn a Sheck. You've done it again, Damashek. Well done. Well done. Hey, here we are back in Studio 66, and look who's joining us. UCLA's, Raiders, Jacksonville's, 
And now, NFL Media's Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop, fella? Sheck, man, I missed you, man. It's been too long. I missed you, too. But it's good to see you once again. I'm glad you're actually okay after Akbar smacked you. That was an outrage. <laughs> that was outrageous. We'll get to that. We'll hip you to what happened on Sunday. It was none too pleasant. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, it was a senseless attack. Can't keep it tuned. We'll show yeah. it in a second. <laughs> and also, let's say hello to Ike Taylor. What's the poop with you, fella? After a big Sunday night performance... By your old pals in Heinz Field. I like how you tooted your own horn when you came in through the intro. What do you mean? Oh, with the Sheck report? What it is is? You know how I feel. No jive is the standard, and it's no jive. Exceptional work. No jive, work. but you can't jig that toot on set like that. You got to roll over on your back. Or I don't know what any of that means. Your stomach. <laughs> All right, listen. Now let's have a talk, and you can talk with us. Hashtag DDFP, and it's really important because, you know... The holidays are fun for the most part, but they can present some difficult emotional issues, and that's why we're going to do Dear Ike today. Ike, MJD, take your relationship questions. We have one from an NFL football player, Terrence Newman, to be specific. T. Newman. Yeah, and we're also, you know, they say think globally, act locally. We're also going to take some <clears throat> questions from behind the glass, from Emma VP and the Ooh. goth kid, and we'll see okay. who else. So we're looking forward to that. Meantime, the college football Final Four is now out. It is Clemson, and they're going to play Oklahoma, Ooh. and then Bama's going to play Michigan State. My only quibble is that really Michigan State should have jumped Bama, but no matter because they would play each other either way. Are we cool with how that shook out, everybody? I see the big picture. I like it. I see the big picture. Everybody just looking at the four teams, but they ain't looking at the, uh, the top two teams, the one of each game. Yeah. So, Who's yeah. going to win those games? Well, it's matchups on matchups. So, like MJD said, man, you got Oklahoma and Clemson. They like to spread everything out. Mm -hmm. You got two pro set uh, teams in Michigan State and Alabama. They they gonna bang it out. But at, by the end of the day, man, uh, a spread versus a pro set offense. That's gonna be one. Yeah, two. that's gonna be your final, right? I like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna watch those games on December thirty first though? Isn't that weird? They're gonna be on a New Year's Eve. A lot of people are gonna. Oh no, you'll watch them because but you know the West Coast the ball ain't gonna drop till. That's true, but people on the East Coast at least a lot of guys are gonna be. Well, I don't want to say it's all only guys are gonna watch it, but a lot of uh, relationships are gonna be disrupted by that. Why not bring in the New Year with the ass kicking? If you can say that. I, listen, I'm more than happy to watch it. But, you know, I think some people will be dragged against their will out to socialize instead of getting to watch college football. We're here to talk pro football right now. I like to look at the Final Four in the NFL. And in the last January of 2016, who will it be? Here's my updated look at it. You know what I... Well, Ike, if you don't like me patting myself on the back, well, then turn away here because mm. in August, I said Chiefs Seahawks in the Super Bowl. That looks better than it's looked all season long. I mean, legitimately, I can see the Chiefs. I, I'm not making this up just to serve my own purposes. I could see the Chiefs going into Foxborough and beating that team with those big corners. They would have. I could see Sean Smith and Eric Berry kind of working on Gronk and taking away the rest of... Uh, of uh, what, I mean, New England, I, as we saw on Sunday, you know, once you get they, out they past Trump. They put a beat up on them last year, too. Which, yeah, that's right. They, they, they can play, man. They're they, not, they not, you know, you said it right. They're, they're not scared of them. Nobody. Uh -uh. And I've got Seattle on the other side of things now. They're, I mean, that's absolutely realistic. They're going to be your five seed. Russell Wilson the last two weeks? That offense? Do you guys have any changes to what you just saw there? Who's your final four right now? The Cardinals or the Packers? Are they one of the teams? Am I missing out on uh, on either of those guys getting into this thing? I, I would have the Cardinals instead of the Seahawks because they beat them in Seattle. Mm -hmm. 
and, and that there, it was a, it was a convincing win too. It wasn't like a, one of those luck wins. It was a butt kicking. So in uh, there, and then the AFC, I think to be honest with you, um, I like the Chiefs. I don't know if the Patriots get there though, because they're at the number three seed now. So I don't know if they make it out. Well, the Broncos and uh, and uh, Bengals play each other in Week 16 on Monday Night Football. So one of those two teams is going to go right. down. And then both of those teams in the next two weeks play the Pittsburgh Steelers, who might end up on the outside looking in. And after you watch them on Sunday night, what a shame that would be. And I don't just say that as a Steelers fan. I say that as a fo- all right, I do primarily, but, <laughs> but legitimately, you have to be able to say, you have to say that's a pretty fun team to watch, and they're unstoppable on offense all of a sudden. No, no, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, right? Martavius, Antonio Brown, Wheaton is starting to find himself. How about Angelo that? Angelo Williams. Angelo is playing like a 26-year-old. He said something good, too, last night in his postgame. Like, I didn't take this beating in his pound in North Carolina. That's so like, true. Yeah, yeah I, got, I had to get my weight down. I understood that, but... I'm kind of fresh right now. I got two or three good years in me, and it's showing. Yeah, 32 years of age, but because of Jonathan Stewart and, and basically being running back by committee the bulk of his career. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, he's been hurt a lot himself, so right. he's been sitting down a lot. Yeah, he's relatively fresh at 32. I could see on the other side of things, the Broncos all of a sudden, I just, I'm done with that story. Even though the Broncos are, you know, De- Brock Osweiler's breathed some new intrigue into them, I still... I can't, I can't see the Broncos making it. The only thing is they run the ball well and their defense is playing lights out still. They're, they're getting points from their defense. And you, you remember what the Ravens did. I know we don't like to talk about the Ravens on this show, but when they had Trent Dilfer, man, they went on that stretch with the offense and score a touchdown for four or five weeks, and they did all the work. So if you have a defense that can do it, you get enough for a running game, you'll be fine. They have two guys that can run the ball, so they have a chance. I, think, I just think their D-line is built to attack the, the passing game. I don't think they're built to stop the run. Hmm. You find a, a good, legit running team is 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 gonna it's gonna hurt them. That's an I mean, you know what I that's uh, insight that I thought was gonna be true, and yet they're not nobody's really grinding them on the ground yet. But maybe a team like the Bengals will expose that with Jeremy Consi- Hill consistently. And, like yeah, like you were saying with Minnesota, like yeah. you give AP eight carries against Seattle. You know he's going to start off slow because you know that yeah. defense is going to be amped. Answer me this. So the Bengals, uh, the Steelers go to them, and it's a big game. And, you know, the, the AFC North is pretty much settled at this point. But do the Bengals, you guys have been around it enough, and all the guys say the right things, Marv on down. But do the Bengals, including Andy Dalton, believe in their heart of hearts? Do they think Andy Dalton can win on the road in the postseason? Do they think he can go into Foxborough or, or Denver and win a big playoff game? I mean, history just comes back to Andy Dalton in the playoffs, man. He's just not good in the playoffs. But don't they know it? Don't they? Don't the Bengals secretly? Maybe Andy's not around. Like Andy's well, they, not here. We can talk honestly. He has gonna, no chance. You're going to forever say this is the year, right here. Like, you got to. If you're going to say this is the year, this is the year where Andy Dalton can go anywhere and lead this team past the first playoff game. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they got the tools to do it. He's playing with a whole lot of confidence. It's just he got to do it. He hasn't done it. So that's why we're going to keep talking about this what if factor. Well, think about what Peyton Manning had to go through. As many times he made the playoffs, and got kicked, bounced out right away. And they always they're they're starting to compare Andy Dalton to Peyton because he was he was one of the only two quarterbacks him and Peyton to throw for three thousand yards mm-hmm. in five straight seasons mm-hmm. and all these things. Well, let's see if you can get over the hump because once Peyton got over the hump, 
He won a Super Bowl, but then he went back to being Peyton again. That's right. I he it's not to say that Dalton can't do it, but right. guys usually regress to what they are or they rise to what they are in the postseason. And Peyton Manning is what Peyton Manning is. And I think Andy Dalton, if, he, if people say, well, Joe Flacco did it. First of all, Joe Flacco has a different kind of arm than what Andy Dalton has. And practically, that made a big difference in those games that they won oh, yeah. in Denver and then uh, in New England uh, a, a few years ago. The other thing is, too, yeah, I mean, like, maybe Dalton can do it, but I don't think he's this guy who every year we're going to suddenly see, even if he does do it this year, who's just, yep, it's Andy, well, Andy Dalton's Bengals are always a tough out come January. It's crazy how we're talking about Andy Dalton. He's consistently over the past three years been putting up Peyton Manning-like numbers in the regular season, but still can't get over that playoff hump. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you say that uh, this might be the year, and I agree with you to this extent. Hugh Jackson has done marvelous things oh. that Jay Gruden kind of did. He had a couple of moments there in Cincinnati with that offense. So that leads me to this. Hugh Jackson is one of the six big names out there I, that I circle. Let's say Hugh Jackson, Sean Payton, Adam Gase, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. Let's go one by one and say where each of these big name coaches is going to be come 2016. Let's start with Sean Payton, MJD. Where's he coaching mm, next year? Uh, not uh, <clears throat> probably not New Orleans. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say Miami or New York, the Ooh. Giants. I, you know, we talked to Jeff Darlington on Game Day Blitz. That's right. And he said that Sean Payton is, you know, dyed in the wool, Bill Parcells kind of guy. That makes perfect sense. I don't think for all the great deeds of Tom Coughlin over the years, this, this I think this is it for him. You know, I really do think, especially, he, I mean, he's he losing out to Jay Gruden. You know, I mean, that that's too shameful to, to overcome. So I think Coughlin's out. That Sean Payton to New York makes a lot of sense to me. You agree with that one, Ike? Yeah, I do. Because of the history. You know, Next, because of the tree, Adam Gase. Where will he go? He's having uh, another good year there in Chicago. He's done something a lot of people didn't think anybody could do. He made Jay Cutler look good at least for a month or so. Yeah, I'm still gonna let him sit. Oh, he's uh, gonna stay in OC. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let him stay in OC one more year. I'm, I'm gonna get Hugh before Gase. I'm, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Adam sit a little bit. I like Hugh's resume, and I'm gonna put Hugh. Man, I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna put Hugh in St. Louis. St. Louis. I'm going to put you in St. Louis because they they have that kind of Cincinnati Bengal yeah. personnel. That's Think a about snappy it. idea. I was, if I was going to say Hugh, I was going to say Tennessee Titans. I like that you with a why? young QB. They have a young QB, a young wide receiver, a solid offensive line. Defense is okay, but he'll piece that together and you just need a running back. See, I'm saying Hugh. The only reason why I'm saying Hugh at St. Louis because, okay, we can get Nick Foles back to being okay. Like, we don't need Nick, Nick Foles to be, like, a top 10 No, no, I've said it. It's no. Colin Kaepernick for the L.A. Rams no, in 2016. No, listen, no listen, though. So now I get Trey back next year. Oh, yeah. With uh, Gurley and my studies receiving core. Hope, hopefully, Stedman can come back from his injury. Right. Still got Britta first-rounder, mm-hmm. Tavon Austin first-rounder. Brandon Cooks at the tight end position. I'm sure he would love to use him like Ike mm-hmm. over there in Cincinnati. Man, I'm cooking with gas. My defense has been... Okay, we haven't been playing they haven't been attention. as good as they should have no, been. No, we haven't yet. been playing at all at our attention, but I think I can change Yeah, Jared Cook, quiet in that offense, but everybody has. The OC is now out there. We'll see in the last days wow, here. Wow, right? Todd, you know what? Hugh Jackson has done wonders with a power running game, too. You know, a lot, of, lot of fireworks with this year's Bengals. But if you give him Todd Gurley, I like where your head's on, on that one. I think Gase goes to somewhere like... Tennessee. Yeah, that that seems like a fit Tennessee. down there to me. Nick Saban, where will he be? Mike Ooh, Taylor, will Nick, he stay in Bama? It, it, the word on the street is he doesn't like Bama. He doesn't like Bama. 
Well, why not Coach K that? Why not stay there and get paid and win championships forever? I don't understand why you coaches get anxious like that. You're in top. You're, you're the king. I, I don't of think the it's that he gets now. anxious. They say that the, the the boosters are always at him up talking about the spread offense and we need to do this and he has to deal with that I, stuff. I but. get it, but if you're gonna give me some more money, give, give me some <laughs> more like, money. Then. He's already got all the money in yeah, the world. Give, I think. Give me nah, some more you money. Never then. Can have enough. You can never have enough. But this guy, like Coach K and Duke, man, just I've heard sit from there forever and forever get paid. People who would know about these things have told me Nick Saban, the Indianapolis Colts, is for real. They say Pagano, it's a fade to complete there. I, I mean, that would be neat. I don't think I don't know why the desire to have Nick Saban be your NFL head He's coach. never been a real good NFL, NFL guy. I know he failed in Miami, so I, I'm and not— And then bounced. Failed and bounced in, the, what, in the two years? I would off? think it would be a, lot, a more desperate, rudderless organization like the Browns or Tennessee, but the rumors I'm hearing say that he's going to Indianapolis. I, I'll see Nick over in Texas before I see him in Indy. Oh, with the oh, go back to UT to replace Charlie. I I can see that. Yeah, I can see the Urban Meyer. What do you think about Urban Meyer? He ain't going nowhere. Stay right there. He ain't going nowhere. That's another Coach K situation. Like, stay right there. Why would you go to Cleveland? I'm not saying. I'm telling you what people say. I just I've heard that he is intrigued by the NFL. Then again, Burt Breer, our pal from NFL Media, says no, no, he hears Urban Meyer does not want to go anywhere. So we'll see. Well, I can see Burt him going Burt's there. A, a Buckeye fan, so he's making sure he tries to stay there. But yeah, that's right. You know, most coaches say that they're intrigued by college so they can get a, a pay raise. And he didn't say. You know what else? Urban Meyer didn't say. He said, "I'm very. You know, I love uh, Columbus, and I'm not j- seeking other jobs." But he didn't say. So don't even bother calling me because we have nothing yeah. to talk about. You really don't want to move, then you, that's what you say. You gotta play that game when you can up the ante on your salary. Yeah, I gotta you got play leverage. That game. Leverage is the key. I, I gotta, gotta take notes. That. I gotta learn to do that too. I'm not looking to go anywhere <laughs> away from NFL media. And Hugh Jackson, I love that idea. Any other idea for Hugh there? Uh, I mean, I thought Tennessee would be a really good fit. Um, New York would be nice too, though. If he went to New York City or. I think New York would be nice because he they have a because you got to remember Hugh had he needs weapons, he doesn't really worry about defense as much. Yeah, you get give Modell Beckham, that'd hey, be nice. That Miami, that Miami wouldn't look too bad. Ryan, Tenet, I like that too. I don't know if he could do Ryan Tennant. I think he I, I think he can. Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry suddenly kind of Kenny easy. Stills. And what about Josh McDaniels? He's gonna let you know Belichick That's crazy. Belichick right? has no coaching tree, and it's the weirdest thing of all the le- coaching legends: Lombardi, Noel. Landry, Parcells, they all, Bill Walsh, they all have these big coaching trees. They spawned all these other great ones. Belichick has exactly zero. Josh McDaniel's looking to buck that trend. But you know this is going to be his second time, though. I don't think you are who you are, right? I mean, you went to Denver, you stunk up the joint. Then you had Romeo Cordero go to Kansas City. Uh-uh. Billy O'Brien in Houston. I think it's a red flag. I'm with you completely. I wouldn't that. touch those guys. I'll, you know where I'm going to guess he goes? Colors. Josh McDaniel's? Oh. The Detroit Lions. I, oh. oh. I can see that. I can see that. But I'm, I was going to say college again, too, for Coach yeah. Josh Daniels. Like, I can see him. These these are grown men in the NFL. They're not going to listen to too much. Yeah, he's, what, a 30, he's 35 years old? Yeah, they're not going to listen to too much, I'm going to say. I can go down to college. That's interesting. And run down this college situation. And if Nick Saban goes to Indianapolis, there's the vacancy. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's an interesting thought. I like where your head's out there. All right. The top seed in the AFC, we looked at that, so we'll skip that. Uh, who will be the AFC wildcard teams? As it stands right now, you have the the, uh, the Jets and the Chiefs. We're going to kiss the Chiefs into it because yeah. their schedule the rest of the way is a cakewalk. They shouldn't lose again. Maybe they'll lose one. 
Steelers, Bills, Jets. Steelers right now and the Jets, if they both win out, which they won't, but if they did, Steelers would get the tiebreaker by conference record. But what do you say, Ike Taylor? It's a close game when Pittsburgh Steelers played the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, mm -hmm. forget that. Like, it was a real close game. Close one in Pittsburgh earlier yeah. this year. And that's what I'm saying. If they can win that game in Cincy, I think they're going to beat the Denver Broncos anyway. So if they can win that game, beat the Denver Broncos, and, and try to split one of the last two, they got action. So I'm looking for Pittsburgh to sneak up in there. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a long – I mean, they got to go to Cincy and then play Denver. That's, that's how they look, – look, look at the inconsistency they had and look at their record. They're 7-5. And, and don't forget, Ben hasn't played this whole season. True enough. Yeah, when they have those pieces, they don't even have Levy and Bell out there. So, yeah, they're, they're dangerous. It would be a shame to watch them uh, – have them watching from home. The Jets have to play the Patriots, and then they finish in Buffalo. So hopefully they'll cancel each other out. I say hopefully from the Steelers fans' perspective. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Chiefs in the five spot, and I'll roll the dice. I'll say the most talented team out there is Pittsburgh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say they get the six. You're MGD. being a homer right now. Yeah, you are. Being I'm a not homer. being a homer. I'm why telling you, I think it's most talented. Why, why does get so loud? Because it angers me when you accuse me of homerism. You're right. Although it's very flattering that a Steeler calls me a Steelers homer. I kind of like that. Well, you are. But I, I, when you look at it, though, I think Pittsburgh. You're right. Pittsburgh has the best chance, just in the fact that you have a quarterback that's been. <laughs> and he there. agrees with me. Uh, I'm just being honest. You have a quarterback that knows how to win late. And your receivers are playing. I mean, as long as you can throw the go ball to Martavis, that that's going to open up everything. No yep. <laughs> Just playing simple. That that threat alone is going to open up everything underneath. And then you have AB on the other side doing damage. I mean, the right now. And then Jesse James, he's playing Look, well. Yep. yep. Six he's seven tight end. State. The other thing is too is that they were able to generate a pass rush against the Colts. That's not an indication of of anything special against the Colts, but still. Worth watching if James Harrison and James company Harrison can keep that going. James Harrison at 37 had three sacks. Crazy, crazy. Speaking of sacks, the guy who's perceived to be the best at it in football, we can debate that at another time. MJD, you said something fascinating. J.J. Watt, everybody's throwing parades for him, genuflecting at J.J. Watt's altar. You say he's overrated. Why? I, I, well, I mean, overrated, I, I just say, like, you can't put him in the same categories as some of these greats, guys that rushed on the same side all the time because J.J. Watt gets to pick and choose where he wants to rush. Where's if he right? finds a yeah, if he finds a, a weak spot, I'm gonna rush against this guy and get sacks, and that and that's good for their team. I mean, that's what their defense is built around. So he gets to pick and choose. But you know, those great ones when you talk about uh, Reggie White, Reggie Bruce White, Smith. Bruce Smith, um, even Michael Strahan. I mean, he stayed on the same side. Or Warren Sapp. You could give him. He rushed from the three technique all the time. You know, and so, so your point is, is that J.J. Watt identifies who's Waldo on the offensive line, who's the weak link. Exactly. And then he says to the rest of sorry, guys, I got, I get the bum they, on the and line. And they all move around. Oh, and they all move around. They adjust to him. Why doesn't anybody say, no, I'm not moving? Why doesn't every great pass rusher do that to his teammates then? I mean, J.J. Watt. Watt, regardless, I don't know about overrated MJD. I, sorry, I, mean, I, I, I can say he gets a lot of – he's a good hype, man, and he might get that's too much – too much hype yeah. than we need to give him. But at the same time, this He's man... He's still get, getting sacks. He's getting sacks. And he, he, I, at, at a tight end position. I mean, line up, go in the huddle on the goal line on offense and be like, what play we about to run? Man, just go to the flat, run to the flat, I'm going to throw you the ball. Or matter of fact, man, take one of these receivers out, line up at the receiver, everybody in their mama know they're going to J.J. Watt. That, and that's why I said, that's why I try to say it's not overrated, but he is overhyped. Yeah, I, I think so. Right, Because it's just like, again... 
I would want to go against the best of the best. Like I, we played the Colts one year, and Bob Sanders wasn't playing. And they were like, "Oh, you should be happy." I was like, "No, I want to measure myself." At that time, he just came off of being Defensive Player of the Year. Let me measure myself. Let me see where I'm at. Let me, yeah, let me test my gangster. Yeah. Well, you don't see that as much. On his way, I don't. We'll see if he gets Defensive Player of the Year. I think Josh Norman's ultimately going to get that the way he's been playing down know, there. Two in sacks Charlotte. the last four to six games. He's been JJ Watt Average. been playing ball. Yeah, no, he absolutely has. Speaking of sacks, Akbar Bajabiamila had two. Shaq. He had two in his entire career in the NFL. No, he didn't. Yeah, two. That's two more than I had. No, he didn't. He had two. Yeah, how many did you think he had? Akbar didn't have no two. How, how many, many did you have? Six. Yeah. I think I got two. Really? Two career. Tell him up. Tell him up. Akbar has drafted. How many has he played though? Four. He didn't play a lot. <laughs> you wanna say that man? He played a lot. <laughs> no, I'm saying like he didn't play a long time to grab up those things. Don't man. you defend him, Maurice? Yeah, I won't yeah. have you no, defend him on like, show. He was, a, he was a pass rush. He came in on certain situations when guys got tired. He was a speed rusher on the edge. This with the two. Was with the two. I have the number. I'm Ike get- Taylor had three sacks in his career. Oh, my bad. Ike Taylor had more than Akbar. <laughs> and, well, Akbar had three because he got one on Sunday. That <laughs> doesn't count. That was anti-Semitism on display. Hey, Let me show you game day hey, blitz. Can you can you check a stat for me, please, man? Check Akbar's stat. Yeah, please. I, I hope it's not. I got two. you in the back of the net. I hope it's oh, not. Oh, it's two. two. All right, it's two. MJD maybe wants to attribute his third career sack from Sunday on game day blitz. We get together. We watch all the games on NFL now. Akbar shows up this. for some of the time. Let's take a look at what he did. He was doing a little demo for us on the uh, fake field out there. Mark Iztook was supposed to protect my blind side. He, he didn't. Paying your lineman. You don't feel I it. didn't even know it was live. Take a look. I didn't know that the, the, the play was live you here. You can't have all this alignment on a diet. Say, hit You can't put it on Why you do Because he... You can't... You can't leave your foot like that. Can you that back, Black Tie? He dropped the hammer. Watch the right hand. Watch the right hand on me. Listen, listen. Your butt, right? You can't do that. Why you do that, You can't be that. And the ball came out, Shaq. That's a live ball. That's somebody daddy. You're somebody daddy. I didn't know what was going on You're somebody daddy. You can't be in that position right there. You can't be in that as a man. As a man, Shaq. Hey, Black Tie, can you run that back with my I don't know. Now it's getting mean spirited <laughs> because I want you to understand something. Look, hey, Akbar hey, Bajibia no, Miller. No he <laughs> fell so hard on his knees. <laughs> Bajibia Miller is an anti Semite attacking a poor Jewish person hey, of, uh, you know, watch out, Shaq. Watch out, Shaq. You can't be in that position right there, Shaq. He, did you see <laughs> him drop the man. hammer on me, though? That right mitt came across no, my I, neck I, like I saw, that? I saw this all fours. Wow. <laughs> right, right there. there. No, right see, the what ball. you didn't see in slow-mo is you see I'm tossing the ball back to the ref from my knees. But most of look what's that look at that. Who's hey, on his feet first? Elbows. Who's on his he feet first? His hand. He fell on his elbows. Damashek is on his feet Shack. first, back in the huddle, calling the play. The ball the, you got, you're on the sideline because you fumbled. <laughs> they were covered. I didn't. I was on my knees. That was that was Shack. not that was probably the maybe they had to check the tape and review it, but we challenged it with the red flag. That was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was hilarious. You, can I tell you something? It hurt. Legitimately, it, it hurt. hurt. I know it did. He dropped that right did. mid across my shoulder. I'm, ah! <laughs> I know it hurt. I know it did. <laughs> it hurt. I didn't know it was one minute I'm standing still. Next thing I know, I, the monster <laughs> of a man is running down <laughs> from behind me, what? dropping I'm a hammer on me. a little elbow when he was on the ground. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch the elbow. Watch Can you see him wind that right hand up? He tried the elbow. 
He hit me hard. Oh, look at him. He act like he blacked out too. Oh hey. yeah, if you if you're sure. listening. You Look, Sharp Mark got right away. Sure. You see him wind that thing up to drop it on me. <laughs> hey, Isaac at least got in the way in the very beginning. He slowed oh, him he down. Tried, Look. He tried. Ah! Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Shame on him. Look at it. Look, Look at Isaac backpedaling up out of there and he got up out of there. You he know got, what? He got missing. Yeah, you got to get. He got I rank it like this. One, shame on Akbar for the attack. It was vicious. It was senseless. Just sue him. And, it, <laughs> and it, it was just plain mean spirited, too. Mark Iztook did very little, if anything, to protect my blind side. Like, I'm the I, franchise. I feel like Akbar had like a little relapse. He, he kind of missed What that. happened to him then? <laughs> he ain't, obviously, he ain't get to the quarterback enough, so he got a chance. I know. All of a sudden, he gets bloodthirsty out there on the fake field and hammers me. But three, the hero is Damashek. Because why? Because I got back into the huddle and I called the next play. I just, just shrugged it so off. Was I hurting? So yeah, I was. <laughs> I No, I was hurting, yes. But I didn't let anybody know it at the time. I jumped right back up. I'm like, what? No big deal. That's all you got, Akbar? You're left-handed, right? That's right. That wasn't your blind side. No, I know. See, that shows you how ill-prepared I was for even the play. Had I known, I would have scrambled away. (laughs) Akbar got him. (laughs) Are you going to have Akbar on the Shaq show? Never again. (laughs) From this point forward, forward, even mentioning that name (laughs) will get you that's uh, no. uh, how you feel? Wow. <laughs> I'll talk with Akbar next Sunday. That's now let's mean. move on here for a second. Oh, it's the holiday season. And speaking of jerks, I want to I revisit something. Everybody's seen it. Ike, I asked you the other day, you're familiar with the holiday classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? right? The little like uh, puppety kind of uh, uh, production they have. Have you seen that one, Maurice? Mm-hmm. Everybody behind the glass, you know that one that, you know, the Rudolph, and his friend Dennis the Dentist, and uh, oh, yeah. the Island of Misfit Toys and everything. I feel like every year I bring this up, and it's the same thing as much as I love stuffing at Thanksgiving. This is how much I hate what happens in this Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer thing, but I think it could be instructive to NFL head coaches. Early in the show, in the, in the uh, special, Rudolph is born. He's a baby in a cave. His mama reindeer is right there, and she's happy to have him. Donner is his father, the famous one. There, see, there, there's there Rudolph go. right there with Santa. They, so he's born. He's minutes old. Donner, his own father, first thing he says, he's ashamed that his son has a red nose. He jealous. Has a, jealous? Took Not, the spotlight from him. He, well, literally, it's a spotlight that he has on his nose, but his old man is ashamed. Oh, no, don't let Santa find out. And all of a sudden, who shows up at the cave door? Santa, his boss. Santa comes in. Oh, hello, I have to meet this new little baby reindeer because he's going to be on my team one day. Then Rudolph's nose goes red. Santa goes, well, you better fix that or else he's not going to be on my team. He, I don't know what you call I mean, it's prejudiced is what it, it is. is. It's prejudice against poor Rudolph. And what and Santa, as soon as he as soon as he talks bad about a little baby helpless reindeer, he immediately launches into a self-congratulatory song. They go, I am old Chris Kringle, I'm the king of jingling. And Rudolph and the that mom are thank you. But then Donner, and so Donner's so upset about this, he takes dirt from the ground and he rubs on his old baby reindeer's nose, covers it up. Like yeah. the covers up Ru- the shame. Rudolph is the black sheep of the family. He is, but yes. that, you know what? That's exactly right. That's my point. And the thing is, to me, shouldn't Rudolph have said when they need him all of a sudden, oh, hey, Rudolph, we need that red nose. Shouldn't he be? He said, no, you should have come to me when you, you shouldn't have said the bad stuff about See, him. that's the real world. You know, there's all this other stuff is like make-believe. 
Like, oh, you just gonna kick me while I'm down, treat me like dirt, but I'm gonna help you when you need me? No. That no. is not right. Thank nah, you. They'd have been like, hey, man, I, I'm cool. I'm over here with uh, <laughs> NFL the these cats. I'm over here with the rest of these cats yeah. shooting dice and playing cards. We're, we're, we're Rudolph, you NFL have an now. invite here. Right, so you get so I'm right about this then. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not overly sensitive. Rudolph should have given him the hi hat. Hey Santa. Should have gave him the finger. Screw. Yeah, I'm not I'm not showing that's, up to help you. You know, that, you know, you know, Shaq. That's me and MVD situation, man. Like, you know, ain't, ain't not too many people wanted us. Nope. And I think it's also interesting, these intractable coaches are sort of like Santa is. And they need to be more like Bill Belichick. He doesn't see uh, Belichick would see Rudolph and go, I can use, I can use that. It. I can yeah. figure out a trick for that. The guys that are stuck, uh, who are stuck in their ways, they're Santa. They're Donner. They're old news, That's and they shouldn't different. have been allowed. They, to... they don't like the two different Shaq, kind of guys. Shaq, you getting too deep, man? He's getting real deep. You're getting too deep. Man. All right, I want you two to get deep because that's right. It's time for the latest installment of our relationship advice segment. We've done a lot of good so far already. It started out as just Ike Taylor doing it, but you know what? Uh, you know, Maurice is so insightful. Not just, not, a, not from a... You hear his football insights, but he understands the game of life, and that's what uh, is even more important. So let's get into it, fellas. Relationship questions for Dear Ike. I would like to know his favorite cologne when he goes on a date. There you have it, Terrence Newman of the Minnesota Vikings, your fellow cornerback and one of our favorites here on the right. DDFP too. What kind of cologne? They got a cologne called One Million. Oh, yeah, my good wife for you. loves it. Yeah, get off me. Get it every time I put it on. Ladies, me. get away from me. Get off me. Just mm. One Million or Versace, aka Versace. So so blue is blue bottle. But the One Million is so powerful. In fact, it might be a detriment to your lifestyle. You can't even walk down the street because the it, ladies will get it's you. It's not the Sex Panther, is it? Is 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 something like that? Ah, uh, like that that you, that. you one know million. what is it? The Sex Panther was real. Yeah. Well, for me, Shaq, it would be. It was a cologne I used to have. It was like uh, like Aqua D or something. You know. You know. You heard it. It was like a lot of people had. It was. A nice, subtle, it wasn't too much. But when they got close, it just... I'm telling you, every time I walk in that makeup room, they like, young man, you smell good. Really? And I say, thank you. All right, so that was a good little hors d'oeuvre, a little warm-up. Now, like I said earlier, let's think globally and act locally. Let's help some of our friends behind the glass there. A little too close there, Ike. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's time for the goth kid now, Matt Gothard. Gothard, you have some you're, you're a lot of life changes. Uh, first of all, muzzle tub. I understand you're now engaged, eh? Yes, thank you very much. I'm super. Congratulations. Excited. Yeah, thank that's you. terrific. She's a girl of my dreams. Uh, actually, that's what brings me here today, guys. Unfortunately, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Right. And uh, she comes from a Green Bay Packers family. Oh, house divided. House divided. And her parents have said that they will not come to our wedding because I'm a uh, a Bears fan. What would you do uh, to to fix this? Mm, that's a oh, tough one, see, because I'm I'm rough. That's that's a tough one. They will be at their their daughter's wedding. They just blowing smoke. Empty so, threat, I see. Yeah, well. so 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 don't worry about that. But go on and get the cake for the wedding. Get the half a cake. Get half of Chicago, and get half of Green Bay. Ah. Oh, That's man. called problem solving. That's deep. Because I would have been like, well, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like how I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's disrespectful. But it's but I, I get it, though. They're coming to their, their daughter's wedding. What you should do, <clears throat> and I think this is the best part, have everything else Chicago Bears, and then where they're sitting, be Green Bay. 
That would be nice. Their own little corner. Yeah, that's, but but make them, but then, but then force them to stay in it. Well, no, you're not allowed to enjoy the yeah, rest of the festivities. Exactly. Yeah, you want to uh, split that cake up. Split hey, up. but Gothard, you're also, you're a very young man. What are you, 22? 23. 23. What do we think about getting married at that age? Well, they say love doesn't have an age. I, I kind of feel like that's kind of early, you know, in my career. But if you're happy, if you like it, I love it. Thank so, you. I'm, I'm going to go with you. Regardless of how I feel, it's your life. You got to make that decision. So, man, if that makes you happy, make her happy, I'm yeah. on the board. Can I tell you something? The Dear Ike segment reveals a softer side to Ike Taylor, but I also like the yin and yang of the emotional uh, rainbow, and Maurice Jones-Drew provides the hammer to it. Go ahead. What yeah, do you think I mean, about I just, that? I just, I just feel like there's so much more to, to life, you know? Um, have you traveled the world yet? Uh, the world as an outside of Iowa? I mean, I, I came out here to L.A., but that's about as far as I made it. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. You got you to gotta see the world. What do you go say? So what, he might see something in Spain that he likes? Yeah, go to, I mean, just go and Asia. have fun. You know, because marriage comes a commitment. You know, I, I know you guys, we were talking before the show, you guys are moving in together. Does she leave? Does she do things that kind of pisses you off a little bit? Oh, all, all the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got to be willing to, you know, that's going to be a lifetime commitment. Because once you put that ring on, it's forever. It's a forever put, thing. Put put your pride aside with a, with a lot of things you do or your thoughts. Um, the things you're used to doing, you can't do no more. <laughs> None of that. Well, that sounds fun. No, no, for real. Like it, it becomes a we thing instead of a me thing. You know what I'm saying? But if you truly love this woman, then you're able to put a lot of things aside, and it shouldn't be an issue. She just gotta reciprocate the same thing back. You gotta have you gotta have daily talks and make sure you do date nights too. Date nights, oh don't don't change that. Date nights, the same way you got her and the same love you have for her, keep that going. Keep that intensity going, man. Keep keep that ball moving. Don't get stale in the relationship. That's the number one problem. Mm -hmm. When people get married, everything stops and becomes stale. Hmm. Don't want it to be stale. Nah, keep that flow going, man. Have them date nights. Enjoy her. Is, is what I'm going to tell you. Enjoy your woman. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you. Thanks. Look at him. Thank you, Ike. You're my hero, man. You really are. My uh, guy. 132 pounds. Matt Gothard, there he is. 132 soaking wet. Yeah, 100, 120 pounds of it. It's all heart, though. That's uh, Matt Gothard <laughs> for you. Next up, who else is going to ask a question? Emma VP or, uh, or G4? Emma VP, sad news, fellas. A real MVP for us here on the uh, on the DDFP. Done gangbusters work, and this is her second to last show before she departs, at least for a little while. We hope we'll have her back wow. sooner rather than later. Emma VP, what's going to become of you? I'm sad. I want to stick you? around. Yeah. What did, like is there some family? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go home with my family. We'll hang out. Is there a question that you might ask of uh, Dear Ike and MJD? Something that you need as you venture out into the great unknown here? Well, you know the holidays are coming up. And I think my boyfriend and I said that we weren't going to get anything for each other this year. Should I still get him something? No question. Ooh. That's what I'm but thinking. But you put him in a tough situation. No, like. no. You're going to no, put him but, in a tough situation. But, but, get, but get something small. Yeah. Get something small. Can I, can I tell you what happened? What? So for me, it was my first time having, a, like, this past Austin is the first time I was able to be home uh, for our anniversary, me and my wife, right? It's three years. Other times I've been training, so I'd had to like go through someone to go to a dinner or something. So I went all out, man. I got candles. I packed a little basket. I had the scent. You know, I had the little rose petals in there. It was nice. And she got me some peachos. What are peachos? Candy. 
You like Pijos? <laughs> I love Pijos. That's why. But but it, but it but it was just like it was like it was like awkward because that's how I was going on before. It's See, you, it is a small. It's a little things. Wait, the Pijos were all right then, or was it, or were you a little raw and you remain a little it, raw? You feel like damn, I went all out. Yeah, yeah I just, it, just I just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like damn. It was just like this is the first time I could do something, so I wanted to go all out. And normally she usually goes out, so the tie is kind of turned on. Ike, I see. I see. I say consistency is important. I am late all the time to stuff, and people say like, "Dave, why are you late?" I'm like, "I'm doing what I always do. do. I'm consistent." You see, Dave, you didn't send a card to your sister on her birthday. Yeah, I never have. So I mean, that that shouldn't be disruptive to anybody. Now, my mother. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, Mo Damashek sent a text message. She is none too pleased with Akbar Baja Biamela. She's oh. quite, oh, she is a vengeful. I thought we wasn't mentioning his name anymore. Oh, you're right. That's the last time that name will ever be mentioned. But I will say she is a an avenging angel, and she will get that guy. Be careful of your backside, you. You know who I'm talking about, too. You yeah. know I'm talking to you. Mo Damashek's coming for you. She's a force, and she threatened you won't know her. But anyway. Do, do y'all have plans? Do you have any plans? Are you going to see his family or he see your family for uh, Christmas? We're going to go to his family. Yeah? Yeah, we try to switch it up. Well, y'all do a, uh, do a movie night together. Yeah, yep. that's nice. Get tickets just, to Yeah, just get a, get, a, get a movie y'all like. Get a movie he likes, whether he likes action movies, comedy. Just get a movie. And y'all two, after y'all finish with the family, go and have a date night. It's I like some it. quality time with each other. Yeah. yeah How you about that? Because you don't want, like, if you get him a certain gift and he's going to feel awkward, you don't want that. I got you. And I think that's the best thing to do. Very nice. The other thing I'll throw in is what I don't like is when people give utilitarian gifts, which uh, what I mean is a lot of people will tell me what they want. Oh, well, don't tell me what you want. You know, like, hey, I really need a new fry pan. I really would love all new kitchen kind of stuff. I'd, uh, I'd love, I'm not getting you stuff that you need to cook with. Why? I love cooking. I, I, I don't care. You're asking. You read him between the lines. He's about to settle in a few. <laughs> but am I right? That's not, no, that's no good. That's not fun. Get them something that they aren't expecting to get. Don't give them something they're asking for. That's no fun. He's not ready yet to no, have he's a still living. Yeah, he's, he's I think I do himself. know. Exactly. You give something exciting, something unexpected. You don't, hey, remember how you asked for a pot? Here's your pot. You know? He's fighting himself. He's talking to himself. <laughs> you know, I get every Christmas, I get a wallet, socks, and underwear. See, that's no, that's it's not. quality. Oh, you Everything. like that? I need that. That's what I need. So I don't, I don't want need. I'll go buy what I need. Give like, me something fun that I didn't expect. No, the well, need is got, always coming. Well, Shaq, when you got everything you want, I mean... I've got everything I want sitting right here at this table. Hey, Shaq <laughs> is fighting himself. Yeah. Somebody yeah. asked him for a pot. Yeah, he I'm not truth. giving. He's telling the truth, right? He's telling the truth. That's right. That is true. <laughs> G4, you're last up. Director G4, do you have a question for Dear Ike and MJD? Dear Ike, dear MJD, my my brother's from another mother. Hi there. How you guys doing? Good to see you. All right, hey, Richard man. Nixon, oh, let's sorry. go. Okay, so question for you guys. <laughs> he confused me on that one. Because oh. he did the move yeah, of Richard Nixon. Yeah, he did the Richard Nixon. Nixon. I, like I, mean, I, like I am it. no crook. I like it. I like it. So what do we do for a for a nice romantic dinner do we go to my place or to go something that she likes to go Ooh. for the lady for the lady oh your place so, that's so, a little usually usually do y'all go out to eat we go out to eat quite so we gotta do your place you go to my place you gotta set your place up nice though you gotta have candles you gotta have the rose petals walking in Whoa. from to to the uh to the table you gotta set the candles a nice placement what music she like 
Oh, the music. Oh, the music. We got to get some uh, Luther. You got to get some Luther. Oh, big Luther. Get yeah, big you got to get the big Luther. Big, big Luther. You Not gotta a little get Luther. the big Luther and play the big Luther and just express your love to her as y'all sit down eating wine and dine. And drop the pedals as we... The, the pedal should be on the oh, ground on the when ground she comes in. Yeah, or hey, they hey, be hey. on the table in the center of the piece of the a- table. Ask her to take her shoes off or, or take her shoes off for her Ooh. when she oh, walks through the that's door. That's too much. Take her shoes off for her? No question. You got to, hey. It's little things, man. Check. It's, a, it's the things that you won't do. I that's, don't do that because that, I'm not her servant. I'm not a servant <laughs> to help. That's somebody else to do. Remember that. <laughs> Always remember that. It's a good warning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing I would throw into that is I would say have a professional cleaning service come by to your house because women generally are cleaner than guys. And what you think is an acceptable level of cleanliness ah. may not be for her, especially the bathroom. Get it spick and span well, more than the, you can than you think you need it. You, when you do certain things like that, you have to make sure you take the proper time. If you go and clean, make sure you clean the day before. Get everything going or get, hire a maid service. Mm-hmm. You go out and you you cook because it's it's always a thought that counts. It could taste horrible, but if you if she you know you you got the apron on it's and the you time and the preparation. That's that's what really matters. I don't me. like when people tell me that the, that I'm dirty and I say I'm not dirty at all. I'm messy, and they say his house must be dirty. And it's not dirty. It's not. It's messy. You know you know what it starts from? Check the car. The car will let you know Ooh. what the house is like. Oh, don't look at my car because. Ike is on to something that's 100% right. My car is a filthy mess. But it's not dirty. Again, there's a key distinction. Dirty is, you know, muck and mire all over the place. Filth. My stuff isn't that. It's just messy. Is there dirty clothes? Not dirty. No, clean clothes, but in a pile. They've come out of the washing machine and been dried. But then instead of going into the drawer, they'll just like go in a plop in a pile somewhere. That doesn't make me dirty. That just makes me messy. And I get into big arguments about the difference. Let's check his car. I ain't checking this. That's car. gonna let you know what his house like. I don't want no part of that because he might have rats in his car. When he talking about just leaving clothes out there after. Well, when it comes down to being clean, the apple don't fall far from the tree. So no. your car tells how your house. Oh, is. always. Alright. Shaq, let me see your shoes. My shoe. Well, these are new shoes, so that's not gonna prove much anything. Uh, so that doesn't. They're nice. We'll nice. check back in in two weeks. Those yeah. will be uh, they'll be brown. The pumas, <laughs> the, the dark pumas are always the ones that tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those aren't very good. All right, mostly successful, but somehow I feel like uh, I wound up in the crosshairs. You put this, your, you're telling me yourself. So that's a wrap. Well, if you on have the, a question to ask, <laughs> this is what we're here for. Well, you we're guys, here for you, Shaq. you did very nice. You're really our angel and devil here for emotional, for relationship type questions. So good stuff, Gothard, Emma VP, G4, Ike Taylor, and MJD. They are becoming the very best in the business for your football advice and. Comedy advice, too. Your entertainment needs can also be satisfied by these two fellas. NFL Now is where you go to find them. All week long, Celebration Station, the Fashion Popo, so on and so forth. Programming, though, Game Day Blitz, which I referred to. NFL Now, next Sunday, special guest star. The legend, Larry King. Oh, man. I'm, no, I'm not I talking about like somebody wait. named Larry King, but not that Larry King. No, I'm talking him. about that Larry King that's coming in because <laughs> he's a fan of Ike and MJD. Yeah, he's that's a fan of Ike. And I just kind of jumped on the bandwagon. And he's going to be on Celebration Station no, with you guys, right? Or Fashion that. Popo. So, oh, yeah. If he comes the NFL... No? Yeah, but I it's, mean, it's he was like, he wanted to see Ike. I just followed him. He followed me back. So I was like, oh, we get a game. Can you imagine? Swap for a swap. Larry King, what a great time that's going to be. But to prove to you the difference, see, this isn't dirty. 
This is just being messy. I'm going to throw this for you now. We'll talk to you in front of week 14. We'll give you all the picks. So we'll football, baby. We'll have some other fun in uh, Appahooey and applesauce for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin Your slice. Your real dirty. Huh? No, it's not dirty. It's just messy like this. This is how it gets messy. Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.